0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Finelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Avolo Di Matobano. Fellas, we are recapping a good week for the NFL. How are we feeling? Mm -hmm.
1: Victory
2: Monday, baby. Victory Monday. Fucking
1: understatement. Victory!
2: That
1: was was some motherfucking Sunday. Thursday was fucking awesome. And tonight's going to be awesome. For those who don't know, we are recording on Monday.
0: Hell yeah. Thanks, current.
2: It's currently seven seven in the uh, Bills Titans game, and I have minus thirteen and a half. So I'm a little. I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah, I need. Uh, I need Titans to win. So last week we did not preview the Jets
0: game, but let's talk about the Jets game. Oh, I say we we'll re-
2: You bet your ass. will recap it though.
1: Yeah. So Ray, talk about the bed before the good. Talk, the yeah. Talk to the me. Day. The highs. The
0: lows. Uh. Yes.
2: Yeah, so, so the the lows. I was. Probably not wishing death, but I was shit talking Joe Flacco the entire day. (laughs) I'm pretty sure in sometime in the first half I said I've had enough sit watching him. I can't do it. And to be honest, I kind of maintain that. He's old as shit and he runs like he has like a hip replacement. But fuck it, man. He got it done. He let that fucking comeback drive. Uh seriously. Well talk talk about more later. Garrett Wilson is the real deal. As I mean, I've been saying it for however long we've been doing this podcast for where the guys can be a fucking elite. And, um, yeah, the Jets got the fucking win, baby. I don't know what else to say.
1: I'm going to sprinkle in the down because even though I'm still on cloud nine, it's over 24 hours after, and I'm still on cloud nine, but I will come down to reality and talk about the negatives. And one glaring negative was the defense – Especially the linebackers and especially in screen plays was fucking exposed. Uh even even the corners that weren't able to come up and really do as good of a job as tackling as I thought they would. Even DJ Reed, probably one of our best tacklers, missed one or two. Not
0: even um, probably. He is the best tackler on the defense. Okay,
1: he has a beast. Okay, he is the best. Anyway, and LaMarcus Joyner is an absolute abortion.
2: Yeah, I was going to say. I that's... don't know if you
1: can get canceled for that, but he is an abortion. And um, I mean, I probably better good, not, guy. I don't good want... for him. I don't have anything against him personally, but on a football field while I'm watching the game, I don't want him playing for my team with all due respect.
2: Yeah, I don't want to see him play ever again. He, yeah. can't, he can't tackle. It's actually piss poor effort. He just runs by yeah. people and does Olay shit like he's a fucking... I don't even know what it's fucking. Holy
1: shit. I will I I do wanted to point I did want to point that out because the Jets defense was very impressive week one by all accounts. Uh I don't give a fuck what that score said. Lamar had 27 opportunities on the in Jets territory. So obviously points will be scored, but the defense definitely did get downgraded. Um and against a fucking, you know, a Jacoby Brissett led team. Yeah, I mean,
2: I think in the terms of the defense, they really went super, super basic. They just kept with their fucking zone. They barely, hardly ever played man, which was kind of annoying the fuck out of that me. That was
1: annoying because Sauce got fucking... It seemingly beat like two, three times, but it was just in a zone. It was in a soft zone yeah. to the corner, like third and four, and annoying sl- a slant by Amari Cooper wide open, and then that- corner. Corners are looking at each other, clear miscommunication. Don't know what to do. That was legit. The cl- one of the most clear miscommunications I've ever seen.
2: Before the yeah. play, he was like screaming at Whitehead, yeah. like, "I," and then. Like he stayed on the outside, took fucking Kareem Hunt and Whitehead for some reason. Yeah, because Kareem his head went out on a wheel on that play. Yeah, and just put his head down and sprinted, and he was Mario was wide open on that slant.
1: Like but, not anyone five ten yards within him, which is maddening on a third and five, third yeah. and short opportunity.
2: We also didn't generate much pressure with four, and they didn't. I don't know if they blitzed a single time, which is kind of annoying. But again, we'll go back to the positives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the rookies, all every rookie on the team. Played their asses off. They it, all it, fucking played amazing. Not even uh, just rookies.
1: Let's just say young players.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the rookies. enjoy. I think especially Max Mitchell. That guy. I love a Max Mitchell. Dude. That dude, was that, one of our
1: guys. Dude, that know, guy. The, he played great, but the best player on that old line was your boy A V T. Yeah, A V T. Yeah. He,
0: I mean, he's been the best player on that offensive line.
1: I think a, a couple times 80, they they kicked they kicked, they kicked
2: like Miles three. Garrett in a couple times, and he fucking he st- stonewalled them.
1: Big boyed him. Yeah. Oh God. He's ABT's. gonna be for those who didn't know. I work at a school. I don't know if that should be said, but um <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it probably shouldn't have been fucking said. But I wore my AVT jersey. Not only yesterday, but I didn't wash it and I put it on again. Probably still had some wing sauce on it, and I wore it to fucking school. With with slacks on. That's how fucking hyped your boy was.
2: Can I be honest? That's the most white trash thing I've ever. Uh, I was in gonna my life. say, what fucking dishes really were you working in? I came
1: I came and I asked like actually the principal, I was like, is it, is it cool if I wear a Jersey? I brought an extra shirt in my car and um, he laughed and he was like, yeah, of course it's fine. He was Dude,
2: that like, takes some balls to do, to be honest
1: with you. <laughs> they love me. It does not take any balls. It takes being a person. Well,
0: The morning announcements wouldn't get read if Dean wasn't there. So
1: that's actually true.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. But let's, let's keep it the positive. Cause we did say we might do a, uh, a Sunday night therapy session, but this is not a therapy session for us. One and all on the week. Um, so, gotta
2: love it. What a fucking win that was. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, I don't think I've, I saw my dad. I don't know if I've ever seen an onside kick recovery, recovery, let alone a recovery and then a game winning drive fucking right after that. That yeah, shit was fucking dude.
0: insane. Love it. I was a minute before that too. I was talking about how they weren't gonna even gonna cover my 12 and a half point tees.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's, uh, let's let's move forward just, though, so we don't just, lose just so win the game out, right? So we don't lose all of our viewers.
0: All right, um, let's talk about the Thursday night football game. Uh, very good game. Came down, didn't really come down to the end, but uh, it was good back and forth. The Chargers and the Chiefs. A three-point victory for the Chiefs. Herbert got a little banged up at the at the end of the game, but wild fuck, he gutted it out. Uh, I was really impressed with. Honestly, I was really impressed with both teams.
2: Yeah, I mean I say I said uh when it, after the game. I was never I've never been the biggest Herbert guy, but he gained a fan from that performance. That shit was fu- he clearly fucking supremely compromised. Probably I'm actually surprised they let him go back out there, but it wasn't even in question. Like he didn't even look back at the fucking bench at all. Um uh, that one play, I think it was like a couple plays after he came back in, it was that, like the third, that third and and one. Post throw he threw. Well, well, before that, the third throw. and one, dude. 10, like 10 yards of open grass could have easily gotten the first down, and he threw it like something my sister would do. That she was weird, it, actually. Threw it out. Clearly, it looked like mm. – I'm stunned his ribs weren't broken, to be honest with you. But um, I feel like it's
1: not possible.
2: Clearly compromised. I'm surprised they didn't take him out right at there, but they let him go back in. Next play, what was that, like a 30-yard dart down the field on that fourth. That throw was insane. Dude, I, I was watching the replay of, like, behind him. It was one of the best throws I think I've ever seen.
1: Dude, he, from he, his angle, the guy is – not open a little bit. Dude, That's the epitome of throwing someone open.
2: This is the second I he did the same type of throw in the first week. Like, over the middle he gets that ball over the linebacker so fucking good, dude. It's actually insane. He's Nikki P uh fucking he may he's may be looking like a genius right now. I don't know. Fifty touchdowns. I think he's on pace.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll that would say. be crazy.
0: Right. He scoffed at me for best quarterback in the league when I said it.
1: I think he yeah. said it too, and I scoffed at him, yes. Yeah, I, would yeah. still, I would still kind of scoff at you. But but uh, anyway, I'm happy to say I was I, I was spot the fuck on on this game. I knew some cuck shit because the Chiefs were a better team, and it really started with the fact that Mahomes had two or more receptions to eight fucking guys, which is amazing. I feel like they're really embodying what was said in the offseason and what Mahomes even said last week. That any given week it could be any guy's day, legit anyone, and that's going to be the. That throw to is. Justin Watson was ridiculous. Too. It, was, it was ridiculous. Justin fucking Watson. He he went two for fifty. I mean, honest, it, I don't even know I don't even know who Justin Watson is. It, it, it <laughs> exactly, dude. I can't even remember the throw. This team that you're talking about is going to be more dangerous than ever, the and I said guy, that this like is the last side of the field, they're going to win the AFC West. But I knew some bullshit would happen. That's why that line was an absolute. Like we said, that line was brutal. That line was no touch zone. It was fucking kissing the three and it went down to two and a half. But I mean,
2: your boy bought that shit down. Yeah. Uh,
1: if you bought it down, good for you. I would have, I would have taken it. I, I would have probably felt comfortable to take it at two and a half, but I feel like it was barely, barely there. Uh, I knew some bullshit would happen. You know, they're up 10 and they go down, they score a touchdown to make it three. That's it. That, that was. And by the way, oh, we're gonna go into. I'll go into it in my best, but I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. And me and Ray did say this, and I did think it was the deciding factor. Keenan Allen not being on that field. Yeah, Mike Williams was amazing. He was great. They needed someone there. Josh Palmer was not it, bro. Not it. He got the anytime touchdown score for your boys. <laughs> but he was not <laughs> what it. What a good what a they win. Needed. They needed like some guy doing. You know, 10 yard crossers, security blanket. Gerald Everett kind of covered in for that fairly well, but Keenan Allen being there would have been big for them because, you know,
2: yeah, uh, Gerald Cuddled Everett, the
1: ball a little bit. Guys probably weren't open, and Chris Jones got there a few times. Your boy, we'll got talk about there later we'll a few talk about, times. Uh, Greek the freak, baby.
2: The Greek freak. Carl, Carl Loftus. Did you just call him Greek the freak?
1: Yeah, freak the Greek.
2: Okay. Um, sure. Um, what did like What yeah. nickname did I give G- him?
0: Gerald Everett. He did. He did wow. play well, uh, stepping in for Keenan Allen and those those short underneath throws. But big play of the game. He was uh, exhausted. Yeah. I tried, tried to come out.
1: Oh my god! They...
0: And they pushed him on the field, and then he makes a mental error and doesn't doesn't finish his route. And he plants, tries to plant in his own. Herbert throws a pick six for ninety nine yards.
2: Why is he tired?
1: And that was
0: and that was the game.
2: That was the game. I also smashed uh Eckler over four and a half receptions with Keenan Allen out. I knew that was gonna be a fucking easy one. Just wanna shout myself out there. And uh <laughs> oh, right. okay. also two just two guys who I really fucking love and I just wanted to talk on because I was when I was watching this game. Asante Samuel Jr. played really fucking good. Love that guy. I mean, yeah, that guy is gonna be a good player for a long time. And that secondary with uh once Derwin. Jason Jackson gets fucking fully healthy, got Asante Samuel Jr. and then fucking Derwin is it. Derwin's an animal. He's a freak. He's top probably 10 defensive player in the game that
1: Um, was the most absurd thing i've almost ever seen when he picked kelsey up and just soup yeah yeah he's a fucking that was fucking wild
2: all over the field and then um on kansas city side it's a tough day because he actually just got suspended but my boy willie gay i fucking love (laughs) that guy dude every time even in the even in the playoffs last year, I noticed him. I, every time I watch the Chiefs, I just notice him. He's all over the fucking field mm-hmm. uh, running Chase linebacker. I feel like he eventually he'll end up leaving uh, Casey to get a better deal and maybe get a little bit more shine. But, I mean, he's suspended now, but I fucking love that player.
1: Oh, yo, by the way, did you notice? Your boy Leo Chanel had some really meaningful snaps and
2: he played really fucking well. He gets a lot of snaps too, which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ready. all right let's move on to uh our next game wild another wild fucking game uh dolphins ravens dolphins down 21 yeah. going into the fourth quarter and people said Tua it couldn't do it but this tyreek and, and waddle tandem is just absurd like there's just too much speed on the field for any of these defenses it's
1: fucking gonna it's two and on, to- on baby yeah, for how many underthrown for, for Trying how to many, get overused, and it's going to be brutal in a few weeks, especially if they're good. But two and on for now is fucking hilarious. Hysterical. It is alive.
0: It's so funny, too. Not that, but I love how many deep shots they get during the field and uh, during the game and how many underthrown balls would gives them. Time but they come not back for him and they're nice. just so much faster than everybody ten they, yards
1: ahead it's ridiculous it's how absolutely. many underthrown balls I'm he has i'm not going to take i'm not going to take it from Tua at all obviously you know when you go 36 of 50 469 and six touchdowns i mean nah. you can that that's no, not going to be the reason why he did well he did well because he played fucking well he had a he, he had a great great touchdown where he squeezed it to Waddle left side of the end zone between you know two defenders that ended up being a, a big touchdown he played w- really well i was i'm i just can't believe we're talking about this game when they were down 21 go, in the fourth quarter i i was obviously happy cuz fuck the fins but this is wild
2: yeah. Uh, shout out to Mike McDaniel too, dude. His uh, big time. I, yeah. I, what I love too is like he just feeds his playmakers. I think Tyreek had thirteen targets, eleven catches, and Waddle had like nineteen targets. He knows who they. I mean, they, they spent so much fucking premium assets and money on those two guys. Gotta got give them the fucking ball, and they're just so electric with the ball in their hands too. You're, like you said, like he can't really throw deep that well, but it doesn't matter when you have that speed. They're uh, they may be a problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, t- nobody can match up with them. Like it's, it's enough to try to game plan for one of those guys. Like yeah. you got a, you got a game plan for both of them, and it's not like they're both just like deep threats either. Like they're both fucking good going across the middle of the field too.
2: W- Waddle's, I don't want to be over. He's pr- probably a top three uh, wide receiver with the ball in his hands.
1: He's insane. I, I, I said this. Him and Debo. I were... said this a hundred times. I said it after last year. I said it on this podcast. Waddle was your boy. Waddle, Waddle over Chase. Now, I mean, that's, yeah,
2: that's kind of. I think that's kind of crazy. But um,
1: so, fantasy purposes. I, said, I are... said it before the season. He still, he still is that. He's that dude, bro. He's that dude. Garrett Wilson's better than both. Sorry. If that's true, Ray, I'm not kidding. I'll suck the life out of you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm dead serious. If a G dub is the is better than both of them, I'm I won't be the same person again.
0: All right. We'll we'll quickly move yeah, on. I think, think we we'll gotta
2: move after that. Next all thing. right.
0: Uh let's talk about the final game. Uh Sunday night football. Honestly, a really boring game. Bears, Packers. Uh Packers were in control pretty much this whole game. Twenty seven to ten victory. Dean, what would you say?
1: I'm so fucking sorry, which uh I'm watching the game what the, the uh the Sunday
0: what, night football game uh, Bears, uh Bears. we have to go over this we do have i to go. saw
1: I saw what exactly I said would happen I saw not exactly okay i i i'll I will take that back <laughs> just a just a touch, but I was planning on going over it obviously when I talk about this fact that I fucking smashed uh Packers minus nine and a half and Basically, just to summarize for those who didn't listen, I said that we are living in an exact replay of last year where week one Green Bay offense is the worst thing you've ever seen. People are saying the dumbest things you've ever heard. And then week two, it's just Aaron Rodgers throwing to whoever the fuck can catch a ball kind of reasonably. And I love the fact that they finally implored Dude, AJ Dillon. I mean, this is set in stone now. AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to be on the field together every fucking play. They did it like eight times in total, week one. Laughable. They did it like eleven times just in the first half. So I, I believe it was over twenty. They're different out there, even even on that Aaron Jones ran run touchdown to the right, where the, where they're you know both on either side of of. Rodgers in in shotgun and A.J. Dillon goes out there and does a a sick block, just like a a dominating block and just run it in. I I, I believe we're going to see that a lot.
2: I think they need to, to be honest, because they don't really have a number one target on this team, like a a receiver.
1: I thought it would be Aaron Jones.
2: No one had more than three catches, and Jones was one of those two, one of the three people who had three catches. But, yeah, like you said, I love how they got him more involved in the game total. He had 15 carries, 132 yards. Uh, three catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown to add to that too. Uh, big game for him. And on the other side, I first thing I said this morning: how can you lose by 17 points and you only have 11 pass attempts? It actually doesn't make sense to me. I didn't watch the second half, so I don't understand how it's possible. Can someone please fill me in?
1: Um, how does that make? I watched. Sense? I watched the whole thing for the reasons I obviously told you before. Chicago was gashing. I actually really want to see the T.O.P. for this game. Time of possession. I
2: got. I got it up quick. Hold on. Can you
1: get it up really quick for me? Yeah. Because it um, seemed like Chicago had it at yeah, almost equal. Twenty.
0: It was thirty-seven to twenty-two
1: in favor of Green Bay. In favor of Green. Bay. Okay. So I'm not kidding. Chicago was gashing on the ground. That old. That pretty terrible old line. At least is as far as we projected and as many people projected was run blocking the fuck out a green Bay. Yeah. Dave Montgomery looked good. Khalil Herbert gashed them with two really nice runs where he looked electric and what people are saying about him. I, I don't know what it is, but I just think that is a clear statement by, you know, by just the bears in general, that they have zero less than zero faith in any pass catcher they have it, it's Pugan pretty Darnell I mean, Mooney obviously yeah. he had one catch for negative four yards on two targets Kamed had you know Nothing. one target zero catches I'm still shocked that Dar- I thought Darnell Mooney was going to be like kind of a stud to be honest the way he ended last year I, I I'm still baffled and honestly now that you say it it's it, it still doesn't make sense just looking at the box score
0: yeah one, one for seven on third down uh Honestly that, that and oh for one I'm I'm fourth down that that's that that's what does it
2: yeah
0: all right fuck that game because that game sucked uh let's talk about let's talk about some rookies we are a draft podcast at heart Ray give me your uh, your first rookie watch
2: uh this is gonna shock a lot of people um uh, my first rookie watch is Gary Wilson. Let's go <laughs> uh- <laughs> A uh, wide receiver one for me in the draft. Love that the Jets got him. I'm obviously big Buckeye fan, big Jet fan. So it was really fucking dope when they drafted him. I think I screamed louder than anyone. And he had his first, first career um big game, to be honest with you. they I think they got the message that, hey, him playing less than 50% of the snaps is kind of retarded because he's the best receiver on the team. I know a lot of people still – I mean, I still like Elijah more too, but Garrett Wilson's the clear alpha, in my opinion. He's just a different – he's on a different level than everyone. Um, Stat-wise, what do you have, like nine catches, I think? Let me pull them up so I don't have them up off the top of my head. I think he had nine catches, two tutties. Let me see. Actually, I'm not even going to guess because I'm going to fucking butcher it and I'm not going to do it justice. Um, give me a second.
1: Let's see. You want me to do it?
2: No, I got it. With two eight, eight, yeah. Eight catches on 14 targets, 102 yards, two tutties. And he just showed everything that we've said before the draft. He's a three a three-level threat. He can beat you with route running. He can beat you when he has the ball on his hands, and he can go up and get it. Even I think one of the more impressive plays was when he went up, got pushed out of bounds, and almost got hurt when I almost had a fucking heart yeah. attack. But dude, that I guy for someone who's listed under six feet, or I like, guess measured in under six feet, he does not play like it. He plays like he's six three. He can go up and get the ball over any corner in this league. You've been saying and, that for a while, dude. I, I, dude, I, I remember he came, when he was a freshman, he was listed like six three and like or six two, and like it was believable because he was just out jumping everyone for the ball. Uh, I think he's going to be a pro baller in due time, and he's going to be a top ten receiver for years to come. Love it. Love
0: that. All right, it's Dean. Really who you got player. for your first rookie watch? <laughs>
1: It only feels right. I was, this was not the original order that I at least have down, but uh, I'm just going to go Drake London because obviously that was my wide receiver one coming out of the draft. And I feel two t- weeks in a row, huh? Did I have him last week? I didn't, I wasn't here last week. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe Nikki had him. Then. Nikki had him. Oh. Shout out Nikki. Uh, I was gonna say I haven't talked about him, but I have I've talked about him a ton just in general on this podcast. That's why I was gonna say I feel a tad redundant at this point, but he's just a flat out stud. You know, I get there's not much of anything as as far as target competition department down in ATL goes, but he has received the largest target percentage per route this season, and that's not for no reason. You know, he he also is catching these balls at an alarming rate he's not he doesn't just have a ton of targets and that's for one reason one reason only it, he he gets fucking clear separation which a lot of people and he's been he's been running some concise routes really crisp and that was one thing that a lot of people had as a big re, as a solid reason for him not to be number one and i feel like he's definitely shored that up he chefed up us uh, eight for 86 and a tutty you know he's a weapon obviously with the ball in his hands and it showed when he fucking hurtled that rams db and he's just a stud i'm excited to see him and garrett wilson's g-dubs progression as they go because i think both could be special
0: yeah they're both looking great i got them both uh on my school fantasy team didn't start either of them it was good Nice. One. Uh, <laughs> so my first rookie that we're, we're watching for uh, is Aiden Hutchinson, who is our number one player coming out. Um,
1: yeah, he was. Really,
0: really tough week one against a really strong Eagles offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, only had one tackle in the first game, and everybody was waiting for him to blow up after having a, a really nice preseason and uh, really getting shown a lot on hard knocks. But comes back week two, six tackles, three sacks, Uh, breaks the Detroit Lions sack record for a rookie uh, in a game. So really, really impressive. He showed all of his moves. Um, And this guy's going to be a difference maker for a long time. I mean, I really think he's more athletic, has more moves than people even thought he was. He's not just an effort guy, um, but he does just give you that effort, which makes him just explode on the field. Um, And honestly, the commanders have a, a a decently good offensive line. Um, so for him to get three sacks by himself is really, really promising. And hopefully he just uh, keeps it going for the Detroit Lions. Massive win last week for my Detroit Lions. <laughs> All right, Ray, give me, uh, give me your second rookie.
2: Oh yeah, Before I say my second rookie, I know I mentioned Gary Wilson my number one receiver in the draft last year, but he was also my number five player overall. I just want that noted for the fucking record because I love him. My second stock up is my number seventeen player on my big board last year, and that's my that's the guard on the Chargers, Zion Johnson. How often do you watch a Monday Night Football or a Thursday Night Football game? Rather, sorry, and see an offensive guard get fucking spotlighted twice, and that's exactly what happened with him. He was stonewalling uh, Jones on Kansas City. At one point, he actually just he flipped over to the other side, and I think he had a sack the very next play, Jones. So. Zion is already holding his own against the best defensive tackle in football, I think, by um, by most metrics, I see at least. And Ooh. I think it's a huge get for the Chargers because they've really needed to show up that offensive line. And I think they're going to they're gonna be a really, really fucking strong team going forward because they're strong up front, they have weapons, and like we said, they have that top seven quarterback, I'm pretty confident in saying. So watch out for the Chargers.
1: Yo, th- that was actually – by the way that was wild that it it was the next play but not only that jones was completely locked down until he moved which is crazy to move him off where he always naturally is and he was an absolute you know game wrecker the rest of the game he had like three huge pressures i think almost in a row and on on pass plays but he was zion johnson was no joke shutting down one of the best pass rushing D tackles in the league.
2: Yeah. I think like even like, I know a lot of people not a lot of people, but I think some people were concerned with like his power Zion Johnson, but dude, he was like, they were going head to head and he was holding up good. He wasn't giving yeah. it an inch.
1: Yeah. I'll give you an inch. Sorry. Um, that's generous. I'm going to go right into my last one. Please do after that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm actually going to talk about a guy that, that, um, I was admittedly wrong on and that's going to be Cole strange. First rounder to the Patriots. You know, I had him, he's a guard, by the way, out of Chattanooga. I had him as a a late round two guy. And when he surged late in the draft, you know, the draft process, especially you two, you guys talking about him, you know, just on traits alone, he could be a a front end of the two, back end of a one kind of guy and really kind of be solid. And he really has proved to really live up to that first round price tag and even probably more when we look back on it. You know, with these guards, if they show that they're really fucking good, when we look back, they're really worth their, their weight in gold. But uh, you know, after the Steelers sacked Joe Burrow seven times, I get they didn't have TJ Watt. Um, you know, and obviously the Bengals have had a pretty brutal O line thus far through two weeks, but they failed to get to Mack attack on 35 pass attempts. And you know, that is, of course, a five man effort, but it didn't get you know, it didn't get much better than Cole Strange on the inside, who played amazing while a good amount of the time lining up against all pro Cam Hayward, of course. There's a few, obviously, videos circulating on Twitter where he's just amazing reps versus Cam and just shutting him down. And then my most my most impressed play wasn't even anything of Cam Hayward, but it happened actually twice where they started stunting because obviously they didn't have TJ Watt. And as usual, where they just, just, just tell him to go and get it, they obviously have to scheme some stuff up to get past and get some pressure. Later on in the game, they ran two stunts. And I'm talking, Cole Strange peeled off perfectly and just destroyed Pancake both both times. So uh, he's he's honestly a fucking stud, which sucks to say because we're Jets fans. but Yeah, it is what it is.
0: I think that roster honestly stinks. So yeah, I'm, I'm so same. not worried about the Patriots at all. Uh, we'll get to my final rookie here and uh, a guy that me and Dean really loved coming out, Devin Lloyd, um, Devin. linebacker for the Jaguars, had six tackles, had an interception off a uh, of Fatakasi, actually, uh, late in the game to seal that one. Uh, a big shutout victory for the Jags over the Colts, and he was in the middle of this defense stifling Jonathan I was having a fucking heart attack while I have Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy team. Jonathan Taylor had 14 yards going into the final quarter and finished with 54 yards and 40 and 40 yards came off of two plays. Um he in the middle of this defense really shut down their their run game. He's great um in coverage. Had some really really good reps against Naeem Hines and against some of the uh, the tight ends for the Colts. Um, but Devin Lloyd, uh, a mismatch piece, honestly, can rush the passer. hasn't hasn't had a sack yet, but um, we know at Utah that was one of his big big time traits. to he had nine sacks last year as a as a middle linebacker. Um, had eleven tackles in in week one too. So. He's going to keep it rolling for for this Jags defense, especially not after yeah. playing preseason too. He looks great.
1: By the way, sorry to add time, but worth worth noting, especially when in our last episode where we went over college, we talked about uh, we talked about Herm. This is going to be, if it continues as is, a complete clean of house. I know a lot of people have given Ballard a ton of fucking credit for getting some really having some really great drafts really stringing some along some some nice moves he's been praised with little to no fucking you know victories and you know accolades than almost anyone in the league frankie reich as well obviously they would both go together that that is likely if this continues for a few more weeks
2: I'm a big Ballard fan and like the whole Colts uh, front office, but yeah. But what, what you know, your what team you building have? is your team building is only as good as your ability to find a quarterback, and See? they can't do it. I I just don't get that
0: they thought. I mean, I maybe it's just me. I, I've seen a lot of Carson Wentz over the years, but was Matt Ryan like a massive upgrade over Carson Wentz? Like no shot.
2: Well, you should. You can you just. Asterix that you're an Eagles fan, you should have said because you love the Eagles. I'm a but, Detroit. Li- I'm a <laughs> Detroit Lions fan. Yeah, now you are. Um, but yeah, I I was actually like you. I was confused with the matter. Right? I don't think he was that good. La- I didn't think he was that good last year. But everyone on the media, like, oh no, he's still he still can play. He still play. Like I don't see it, man. It also doesn't help that their receiving core stinks, and without That's Pittman, and man, they, yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: don't oh, know uh, Alex Pierce either. Uh,
2: Everyone's hyping Alec Pierce up too. I don't think he's going to help much either, personally. But that's just me. It's
1: better than what they had. Paris, right. Paris, Paris Campbell just got to hang him up. Let's talk some
0: units because uh, the boys got a little hot last week. The boys got a little hot, Ray. Maybe not Ray. I don't know. Uh, Ray, take us through your bets. Um, were you hot?
2: No, I, <laughs> I, think I I was down a little bit. Hold on, let me just do uh, get up my sheets. Were you? Quick. hot? No, uh, I I went, I'm down currently minus 0.84 units, but I still have the bills minus 14 and a half or 13 and a half rather still going. So fingers crossed. Uh, I started the week off really well. I hit that chiefs minus two and a half by the, um, by the slimmest of margins. Let's just say that way to buy that
0: way to buy that point. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm a veteran. So I just know what it's all about the intangibles. Uh, That was a two unit that went 1.16.
1: Dude, it's no so sucker. Minus one seventy. It won. It okay. Uh
2: then uh, <laughs> my next one was a six point teaser. Uh I had under fifty-four and a half in Washington, Detroit, and that did not hit. Uh Washington's defense is really, 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 really questionable. I thought they were gonna be a lot better than this. Uh they got fucking gashed by Detroit. Uh Pittsburgh plus eight. Did that I don't even know if that covered. And Rams minus four and a half. That covered. The, doesn't matter fucking teaser loss. That was one unit loss right there. And then the abysmal Raiders fucking (laughs) snatching fucking defeat from the jaws of victory. I had it marked as a win and then Hunter Renfro fumbles two times in a row. And the last one lost from the game. So that was a one unit loss. And now I got the bills going right now, about, about to punch it in on fourth and one. Oh shit. Hold on. Let me see this. This is good podcasting right here. Oh, Got him the draw off sides. Okay. So once the bills hit, I'll be positive on the week and Dean can eat shit.
0: <laughs> All right, Dean. I know you've been having uh some rough college football weeks, but you are green this week, so tell us about your bets.
1: Oh not this week, second week in a row, baby. I don't give a fuck if it's under under a unit both times. Green is green, just as my boy Sauce said. Uh I was really, really upset. Your boy's two and two and oh, by the way, on his analytical bets. Which if you didn't if you didn't pay attention was uh you know, if you didn't watch last week's episode of our preview, which was Chargers at KC, obviously the Thursday night game under fifty-four and a half. Anything under fifty-four in Thursday night football, if the line is obviously fifty-four or higher, is a perfect eight 0 now, was seven and That drove the analytical uh obviously process of why this bet was taken. It fucking smashed. By a lot, it even smashed the line where it even got bet down to about 51 and a half in most shops late, late Thursday, and that smashed as well by a comfortable three or so. I had one unit on that at minus 110, total 1.91. Then Chicago at Green Bay, talked about it in length, two units on Green Bay minus nine and a half, that's 3.82 total. And then, sadly, Pitt couldn't come through. George Pickens needs to step the fuck up. They need some playmakers. Uh, And that offense, I really thought they were going to come back and win, but they lost 17-14. I took Pitt money line, two units lost it. But up a total of .73.
0: Nice. We always love uh, being green. Uh, so I'll wrap it up for us here. We talked about what a what a wild win for that Josh Palmer. Any anytime touchdown catching it late. Yeah. Uh, no so else. the kid is now two and zero on Thursday Night Football. Anytime touchdown. So we're going to keep that going next week. Yeah, I have to. Uh, so there was a a one unit to win two point four. Love that. Uh, my Lions big win over the Commanders. I had that minus one and a half for one unit. Uh, and then a six-point tease, like I said, Jets weren't going to cover, and then they won the game outright. Uh, both these teams that I had teas as dogs both won outright, uh, the Jets and the Jaguars. So another one-unit win for myself. And then uh, the Bengals came to bite me again. Bet, a, bet them week one, bet them week two. Will not make the same mistake in week three, especially because they play the Jets. Um, Tough to go two for three. We really would like the clean sweep for myself there, but still end up uh, up two point zero five units uh, and man of the week again in the NFL.
2: What are the uh, where we on the year end of the what week? You, what are you on the year?
0: Uh, so on the year, well, you want to read out college or NFL or do them all?
2: Uh, let's do them all. Fuck it. All
0: right. So Ray for college through three weeks, you are up one point zero three units. I am down 0.45 units. So not too bad there. Uh, and Dean, like we said, uh, minus 16.18 units in college football. So Dean really, really struggling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ray yet to be determined for NFL. Cause you still got some stuff pending, but, um, you'll still be negative, but not too bad. Um, I am now up 1.65 units for the NFL, and Dean, you are up 0.87 units for the NFL through two weeks. So uh, we're starting to catch a little fire. It's like money to me. Yes, yeah, it sounds like we're starting to catch a little fire. Uh, you know, obviously, really struggled last uh, last week in college football, but mm-hmm. again, like we said, we have short term memory here at BTT.
1: We all went. We all. We all went over. All right. All right, so that'll wrap
0: it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our part two of our recap with the NFL games. Uh, Come back, we're dropping a preview episode on Thursday for college football and for NFL. So some big matchups to look forward to there. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow the new Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two and stick with us as we head through this 2022-2023 season. Fellas, appreciate you. Love you.